Welcome to the Roll Bama Roll podcast. I'm Wesley Gullett. As always, I'll be joined by Brad Canning. Brad, in the sport of basketball, the Tide is your regular season SEC champion, and they are your SEC tournament champion for the first time since 1991. And is there a better time in the existence of freaking everything for this to have happened than <laughs> this past year? <laughs> yeah. Our athletic department has just brought so much joy in such a God. just down awful time. I mean, yeah. we won a, we're a wheelchair basketball national championship. Oh, there was a, a cross country national yes. championship. I'm like, there's like a new national championship popping up on my Twitter feed every <laughs> like every 24 hours. Yeah, but okay, so ba- ba- just basketball. What? A, yeah, yeah, what yeah. A just run. basketball. What a run this weekend. Dude. They came out and dominated Mississippi State on Friday, a team that has played them tough twice yeah. this year. They put up 85 on offense, but they put together as impressive of a defensive performance as, as I've seen in college basketball. And I'm not just saying that because, of, you know, that I'm a fan of this team, I, which this, that's something I, I hope people are catching up on. I hope they're realizing that. Mississippi State only scored 48 points, and they earned every single one of those points. Every one of those 48, they toughed out and earned. You're damn right, because that's the thing. It's easy to get caught up over the last two years, especially the last few months right now with what this team has done with the sexiness of that 80-plus points a game on average. They're undefeated when they hit 80. But at the end of the day, the real uh, attribute that got them got them to this point is what? It's also their defensive performance, especially led by one guy in particular. Yeah. Only, you know, maybe the best defensive player in the country. Yeah, by the uh, yeah, way, you're not a stretch. <laughs> yeah. They, they're second in the country in defensive efficiency on Ken Palm. So, you know, p- pace of play, yeah, they're going to give up points because there's so many possessions and everything. But defensive efficiency, there's one team in the country better than them. It's Loyola Chicago. So, even when things aren't clicking offensively for them, and sometimes it's not. And that's kind of part of the game when you shoot that many threes. Is some nights they're not going to fall. But exactly. even, even on those nights, this team gives themselves a chance by how they play on defense. Exactly. I mean, that is part of their offense, you know, to be captain obvious here, because they can rely, if they do what they're supposed to do, they can rely upon their defense to try to get those extra rebounds, to try to get those extra opportunities. Uh, but, I, dude, it's crazy, man. You, you literally think you've seen it all, and you think you, <laughs> you, you're caught up in the moment. But then the next game happens, and it just – you know what? Get humbled. Let me show you something better. And that's what the last three games have just been. I mean, it's just been a building emotional roller coaster going only straight up, and it Dude. was the most exhilarating thing ever, and I'm so envious that you were there. <laughs> uh, I had the best time in Nashville. I had the best time. I got free tickets in a suite, by the way, like one of our vendors for work. I, I mean, it just – it couldn't have gone better. It couldn't have gone better. It no. was – Everything about it was perfect. It's, honestly, as far as, like, sports moments in my life, like seeing them win the FCC tournament, this was really, really up there, no doubt. And in the fashion yeah, that, that they did as well. Yeah, for sure. And, and depending on, you know, where this journey ends this year, this alone, what they've done, it, it should not be tried to be compared to Nick Saban in 2008 and 2009, getting them mm-hmm. to the SEC championship and no, this winning is the SEC thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no comparison here. Let it be its own thing because if you do, you'll fully understand this is just freaking insane that we're here in year two. <laughs> yeah, uh, almost immediately. 
I mean, dude, yeah. I, I, it's I'm at a loss for words still. I mean, it, it's it's just been, and I, that's not u- unusual for me. Like, if I'm lost for words, there's a problem, and y'all know that. But this is <laughs> to he- Nate Oates is the goat. There's just no doubt. Oh. Look, so even through the weekend, Alabama beats two really good teams in, in Tennessee and LSU, who put together, in my opinion. Uh, and I've watched two, those two teams a lot this year. They put together some of their best games this weekend. Tennessee probably played as well on offense as I have seen them play all year. They just hit contested shots. Just going back to how well uh, Alabama plays defensively, Tennessee just hit shots where guys were in their face, especially in the first half. Basketball players in the modern game are, are so good on offense that you just can't expect to to totally shut guys down. It's it's too much to ask. So you yeah. can live with what Tennessee did Saturday. If they hit those shots, they hit those shots. Yeah. And so be it. Yeah. So uh, that that first half of Tennessee, uh, that might have been the best game of basketball they played all year in the first half. You know, I mean, yeah. they they gave everything to it. Uh, Alabama made some great adjustments going into that second half, and then they had their shot, shots start falling, unlike Tennessee, mm-hmm. where they went, I think, the first eight minutes without a basket. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of Tennessee's downfall is their offense, too. And so, Tennessee being a great team defensively, and that they are, and, and uh, Pons is just super athletic. I mean, he's one of the most athletic players <laughs> that I can even remember watching. He's unreal. If he had a jump shot, he would be a lottery pick. He might be the first pick in the draft if, if he had a jumper that didn't look – I mean, it's the most broke thing <laughs> I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> he's shooting arrows out there. But So, the Tennessee game, too, is a great example – of how far this team and this program has come. And not only the, the mentality of the team, but the me- mentality of me and you, you know, the fans, yeah. the, the people that, that cover the, the team, everybody surrounding this program. Do you remember the Tennessee game in Knoxville? I, I think it was January 2nd. It mm. was the second conference game of the season. Alabama had just beat Ole Miss. Now they're yep. traveling to Knoxville. Yep. They're only a couple weeks removed at that point from – they just lost to Western Kentucky. They just lost to Clemson. Tennessee's ranked seventh in the country at that point. All the hype. Yes. They're getting Final Four hype, as they should have yep. at that point. Um, Alabama has a two-point lead at half. Okay. They come out and they play a pretty good first half. Shots are not falling for Tennessee. They come out of the locker room, and they have a double-digit lead in the second half at Thompson Bowling Arena against the top-10 team. <laughs> And what did every single one of us think? What did I think? What did you think? Yeah. Um, how much longer until this uh, starts falling apart? Yes. <laughs> You're literally looking at the clock. Yeah. Just counting down the seconds. Like, please, God, let time run out. How are, yeah. how are they going to blow this? Because you know, yep. you know Tennessee is going to find a way back. And yep. in, cl- in classic Alabama basketball fashion, they're going to blow the double-digit lead, and it's going to come down to the last few possessions. And yep. then it didn't. They they just won. They won by eight, I think. They just kind of won. And, and I'm going to tell you, we revisited that. I, you were there, so I don't know. It's a different type of emotion being there in the moment. But I, myself, went through that again this past weekend against LSU. I'm looking at it, it's two minutes and 20-something seconds left. They hit that big three. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> All right. This, is this it? Is this the start of it? And then they get a couple quick baskets. We turned the ball over after we took it. We stole it away from them down low, and it's just like, yep, here it is. We're this is it. They're gonna win. Yeah, yeah and 
like the, the LSU game was a little different because that was just a whole different animal. I mean, that was no, I, mean, I, I agree. It's just I still, I guess, in my head, I can't get past yeah. it fully. Yeah. But the Tennessee one was the biggest true visual example yes. of this is legit. Yeah, because <laughs> when they're down twelve and they're down fifteen to that very same Tennessee team, what are we thinking then? Yeah. Alabama's kind of the one that's going to find a way back in now. Yeah. And then when it got down to single digits, you know, one, two possessions in the last handful of minutes, and even my buddy I was, I was at the game with looked at me and said, hey, they're going to win. And it felt like they were. You, <laughs> know, I, what, you know what? I don't blame him for saying that again. Yeah. It's such a drastic change. Yep. But, you know, from our outlook on, on literally, I mean, pick a game, any game over the past 10 yeah. seasons, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. this, this team thinks they're going to win. It's very evident that even even when it seems like they aren't in position to win, they think they're going to win, which is such an incredible trait to have as a basketball team, and that can take you so far. Yeah, no, I mean, get the F off the court. I mean, that, that should be the slogan <sighs> of this year's team. I mean. Dude, what about Nate Oates doing that? Oh, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, I, he, he's my other dad. He's stepdad, so. <laughs> Okay, so for anybody that listening who has happened to not see this or hear this, yes. After the game, Trenton Watford shoots the three, air balls. LSU gets the the extra chance. The ball kind of rims out. Alabama wins the SEC tournament. Nate Oates is going nuts. He looks directly at Will Wade (laughs) and tells him to get the F out of here. Uh, In in a very animated fashion, too. And, And look. Had he done that to – there's probably about five guys that he could have done that to where I would be like, I'm good with it. And Will yeah. Wade is one of those five guys. That was a strong-ass comment. How about yes. that one? Yeah. If he had done that to Rick Barnes on Saturday, I would have been like, all right, come on. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, let's not do that. But yeah, it's Will Wade. And Will Wade deserves everything terrible that, that oh, comes this absolutely. way. So, absolutely. So, is what it is. Couldn't, um, couldn't have lost in a worse way, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And, look, LSU on Sunday, Trenton Wofford played the best game of his career. LSU possibly played the best game of their season. I saw. I even saw Will Wade make a defensive adjustment at the end of the game, which is a, br- <laughs> a brand new thing for him, I promise. <laughs> they threw their hardest punch, man. If they weren't going to win that day, they weren't going to win. They were just not going to and to beat the old the narrative that's been beaten to death in the last you know 48 72 hours is it, this is how we know it's destined is what's already been accomplished and the fact that the game ended the way it did with the person that it did with the game he was already having that no one would have expected and i know bucky brooks is probably <laughs> uh, or excuse me bucky mcmill and i, I yeah. shit i listen to nfl all the time yeah but it couldn't it couldn't have been more textbook for hollywood the fact that the golden child you know that had all of what nine points in that very first game against us somewhere around there i don't think he hit double digits yeah he's not really uh, played well but uh he i mean he did sunday so yeah yeah he had his mj moment yeah but he missed yeah uh, but look so this team kind of took all of our expectations and, and passed them. And, and as, sure, as sure as we've been of Nate Oates and humble brag, okay, me and you have been as sure, I feel like, as, any, as anybody could possibly be, basically from the jump. 
Like basically once I did my research on Nate Oates and I was like, huh, I don't, I don't hate this, this move. And then, and then, uh, you know, when, when he convinced Kyra and John Petty and Herb and all those guys to come back, like, okay, he's kind of doing everything right, right now. And then we saw the classes, everything off of the court just came together. You remember, you remember that first, not even 30 days, that first seven, 10 days on the road with him and Pet and Brian all hitting the road. All of a sudden you start seeing Alabama just offered this. Alabama just offered this. Dude, we're going, you can do that? <laughs> it was you can almost go after unheard of. Players? I'm like, yes. Oh. And, you know, you look back and it's like he hit the ground with both dragging behind him running. Like, that's how big they were. And it has been just step after step after step of him just proving, man, we have got something special. And, Greg Byrne, I don't know what this dude ever wants to invest in, but I'm going to follow him on that too because <laughs> this guy has not missed yet. The ninja is God. And also the other storyline is too, is it not fitting we're playing uh, Rick Pitino? So, I mean, that's just oh, yeah. God in the universe coming back, yes. serving justice there on that yes. one too. Absolutely. So as, as optimistic as even we were, I don't know that I, I, don't know that I, I saw the top two seed in the tournament in year two. I just no. – I don't think the most optimistic of all of us would have predicted that. I don't think we both, even if we said it, would have believed we thought within two years no. they got maybe regular season SEC champs. No. We, oh, look, yeah, I'm sure you remember the show that we recorded on sort of the, what the expectations were before the season started. We said yeah. we said an eight seed or higher, and we should not be sweating on Selection Sunday. We should not be bubble watching with this roster like anything less than that is a disappointment and that that seemed fair that seemed fair at the time and, it's like, and yeah, now, i love looking back and realizing i'll speak for myself that we're idiots but this is the first time in my life it was a good way that we were it is you know we should start setting even lower you know what if they even play a game next year we're gonna be great yeah. i mean but technically we were right but yes. we were just – we were a little off on, on how right. I mean, they, they just blew that out of the water. So, thank God. I mean, this has been so much fun. And you made the bet in Vegas before the season, right? So, no, not before the se- – so, usually I go to Vegas during football season. Okay? And that's when I make my – always just tradition. It's probably throwing money away, whatever. I always bet Alabama to win the national title in basketball just in case they make a tournament run and I can just hedge the bet and whatever. Well, couldn't go to Vegas, COVID, all that. Or di- didn't really want to go to Vegas with COVID. Yeah. It's, it's not, not the same. Um, anyways, they legalize gambling in Tennessee, where I'm at. Okay. Uh, so after Alabama beat, they beat Ole Miss, then they beat Tennessee, then I think they beat Florida, if I remember correctly. Boy. I'm going, okay, maybe this is real. <laughs> I think this is actually happening. And so yeah. I logged on my, my FanDuel app, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at the odds because I would hate oh for this to be the one year that I didn't bet it, and then they make a run, you know. Ugh. And so they were 65-1 to 1 at that point with, like, the probably 35th highest odds. Damn. You know, they, were, they had moved up in the last probably week since then, but they were still far, far from one of the favorites. They're now they're now twenty one to one, I think, uh, with like the sixth highest odds in the country. So I got them way way back 
So yeah, yeah sixty-five to one to win. I, I have them to win about thirty-two thousand dollars if if they if they win the tournament. So hopefully, hopefully, I'll be happy for multiple reasons <laughs> here soon. <laughs> well, uh, I have no problem at all spending your money if you need help. So just uh, well, let me know. Hey man, I'll send you some. Um, mm. But yeah, honestly though, I feel like no matter what happens in the tournament, and this is sort of like my fear. Obviously, I want them to make a deep run. Exactly. I want them you don't to. Want, yeah. yeah. But no matter what, even if they get upset, if they if if Rick Pitino brings his the, <laughs> out there and they run us off the court, yep. There is nothing that this team could do to disappoint me. That yeah. they've they've accomplished. I mean, that moment would be disappointing, but I would not be disappointed in the team. No, a few weeks later, and the rest of your life later, looking yes. back, you're not going to first think of that. You're not going to focus on that. You're going to remember the time that you saw them win the SEC tournament for the first time exactly. in almost your entire freaking life. Well, it is. A fr- I mean, you know, since 91, I don't remember 91. I don't well, yeah. you know. I, I don't remember that. I, I was alive, <laughs> but I don't, I don't remember that. Um, I was four years old. So, yeah. I wasn't trying to call you that old, but, you know. Well, yeah, it is what it is. Um yeah, so that's a, this is significant as a fan of Alabama basketball, and someone who's yeah. emotionally invested in it, and who travels to games and stuff like that. This is a big deal for me, and for a lot of other for you guys, like you know, for everybody. And, and so, yeah, when I remember this team, no matter what, if I own it, beats them in the first round. When I remember this, I'm going to remember being at Nashville for the tournament. I remember them being at Mississippi State and, and closing out the regular season championship. I remember the, them you know, only losing two SEC games, going on this run, you know, them starting off slow and then all of a sudden putting it together and, and kind of becoming who they should be. And, and so yeah. just I, I can't be disappointed no, no matter what. And, you know, hopefully they give us more to, to look back at. But even if they don't, I'm happy. Dude, I, you, I, look, you and Fluff were the first two that come to mind. So I was so happy for both y'all when that moment – you know, when that game ended and, yeah. uh, he, it's he, been dude, fun. He, by the way, not to cut you off, but he has just done such a great job with the student section and yep. he deserves every bit of, I walked in the game with him. And if you don't know who we're talking about, his, his name's Luke Ratliff. He's, he's kind of head of, of the, the student section and he just does a lot for the, the basketball program. You'll see him on TV. He gets more TV time than half the roster, but uh, dude, I was walking in with him into the game from the hotel lobby, and he got stopped to take pictures. I cannot tell you how many times. <laughs> I mean, really, he's like, like he's like a mini famous, you know, within our 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 little. But he world. deserves every bit of it, Absolutely. and I hope I hope he never ever changes because yeah. his intentions were always to do one thing, and it yeah. was to be genuine and yeah. to support this program. Yep. He didn't do it because he wanted to try to find a way. He did it because he's just him. Yeah. And he got people to, to buy into that, made Crimson Chaos yeah. this big thing. No matter what happened from there, he I'm so happy he gets that attention now and that recognition. Yeah. And he's going to be missed in that one spot yeah. in Coleman. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. But put his statue by Rita Rodriguez and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he really he really has done such a great job. I had a chance to – I walked down there – you know, it towards the student section after the game when they're cutting down the nets and, you know, me and him shared a hug and all that. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's just, it was just a great moment to take, take everything in with, 
just because a, he, a bunch he, of people who came. Yeah, he's 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 actually he's part of the identity of this program in a way. Yeah, because agreed. Yeah, it's absolutely. it's relatable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, I, I also just heading into the NCAA tournament. I don't hate their path to make a run. Like you look at the bracket. I mean, it's the NCAA tournament. Anything can happen. There is not an easy path for anybody. I don't care who you no. are. Uh, but I, look, I don't hate having Michigan as the one seed in the region. And assuming, let's just assume they get past Iona. I don't hate the thought of UConn. I don't hate the thought of Maryland in the second round. And past that, if you make it to the Sweet 16, Texas is a tough team. And that's who you think is probably going to be there if you make it. That's a tough game. But you don't get easy games in the Sweet 16. (laughs) You know, it's like, it doesn't matter who you are. Even if you're a one seed, if it goes chalk, you're playing a four. I think they just show they're pretty well equipped to face those tough games back to back if they have to. So yeah, yeah. There's no easy draws in the Sweet 16. It's no. all teams who made it to the Sweet 16. It is what it is. They they could have definitely got a tougher draw th- than what they have though. So, anyways, did you see the Damian Fishback comment on Alabama by any chance? I cannot quote it verbatim, so I'll let you do that. Okay. There's a lot of people throwing Alabama out as, you know, their final four pick, or even I've seen it national champion pick. Uh, so they're get they're getting the hype. But Damian Fishback, who is a former Auburn player, and he's a current analyst for the, the SEC network, said, quote, when John Petty makes shots, I think Alabama is as unbeatable as Gonzaga. Damn. Yeah. I don't think he's wrong. Even I, NATO said something without having to name Gonzaga. Yeah. Think about how well Tennessee played. Think about how well LSU played. Now think about what we got from John Petty. Do you remember John Petty on the court Saturday, (laughs) Sunday? Very, very little. Okay. And for good reason. In the two games combined, he was three for 14 from three, which is as bad as he's going to shoot. He had 13 total points in those two games. He missed open looks, especially in the LSU game. I mean, he could not have been more wide open on a few of those threes. If he has one of those classic I'm NBA jam John Petty where he's yeah. playing like with his hair on fire and everything yeah. he throws up goes in, and we've all seen that game from him it, yep. because it happens periodically. If he had those games this weekend, they would they regardless of how well those two teams I mean, played, they, they would have ran them out yep. of the building. Yep. And it's not even debatable, even with them playing no. like they did. I, I just I don't think scary. The more, the more I think about it, I'm like maybe, maybe he's right. Yeah. Maybe he's right. Maybe it's me, you know, just agreeing because I want to. <laughs> but <I don't laughs> well, know. no, I, I think he is right. But also, props to that dude. He has the most Auburn last name I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, fishback. That's fish yeah. Back. Okay. Well, all right, just to wrap it up, and I, I know that. I don't think it is, and I know that you don't think it is. We've made that pretty clear since uh, the NATO's higher. But this this is not a flash in the pan. This does not feel like a one-year deal where they're just – everything came – this is not LSU and Ed Orgeron. No. You know, it's, it feels like this thing could take off. I, this is the first time I think we've had consistency and not us complaining consistently <laughs> with Alabama basketball that I could ever remember. And it's been damn impressive. And I agree with you. The way they're recruiting, first off, and the way they're, you know, this offense is just firing nonstop. Dude, they're, the only way this is a flash in the pan is if you feel like 
it's only going to continue to get better every year. Oh, so be uh, it. It's yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. yeah, you can't expect that. That's not. Yeah, that's not feasible for any basketball basketball. But I think it's here to stay be, because there's no evidence to the contrary. Yeah, like even with Herb leaving and Petty leaving, a couple of those guys that are you know on their way out, they presumably have a lot of talent coming back. They have Primo, Shaq, Quinterly, Keon. Uh, just off the top of my head, either way, they they have a solid foundation. You could arguably Returning. say that it's a it's a modest to to almost null loss. Yeah. You re you redesign that offense to to maximize yeah. that talent coming back. Yeah, and some of these guys are coming. Like Keon Ellis is coming on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and, oh yeah. in the last couple minutes too. Yeah, uh, is making big plays at the end of games, and like you just see the potential there. And oh yeah, top point guard in the country is coming in. Oh right oh yeah yeah that guy I forgot yeah. about him. Who's yeah. getting who's getting John Wall comparisons? Who's getting <laughs> Russell Westbrook comparisons? You know, no big deal. And the, no. also class isn't even finished. <laughs> like. They look good for five, like the five star center, Bidiaco. Yeah. I mean, they're battling every blue blood there is and are the favorite right now. If, if they land him, it's entirely possible that they have a top five recruiting class in the country. Alabama's basketball team. Oh, yeah. By the way, they'll have Alex Shaku healthy next year. You know, the 6'11 yeah. guy that could shoot and who would have been a, a very big part of this team this year. He's going to play a huge role. I like like I was saying. I know college basketball is fickle, but this yeah. is set up. This is set up for the future. I know how hard it is to win, but, but there's a difference though on the ones that don't sustain it year over year and lose talent, yeah. and there's ones like this to where it's not a Kentucky, it's not a, it's more of a Florida back when Billy Donovan was there, where you have that depth, you have that talent, you develop it, you stay, they plug and play, and the next guy up. And we've seen. The, him roster build already yeah. you know what I mean like I have complete confidence you remember like when Anthony Grant we would we would go into every season I love Anthony Grant I really do like Same I think here. he's a, he's a great dude I think he represented Alabama as well as anybody possibly could I really 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 wanted that dude to succeed yep. and, and I still do I still root yep. for him at Dayton yep. I want nothing more for than for him to be successful Um, but we would go into almost every season with coach Grant and would not fill the scholarship allotments. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we weren't getting guys from the transfer portal. We, we would go into the season with 10 guys on the roster. You know, there'd be two open spots for scholarships. That's not going to happen with NATO. That is absolutely 100% never going to happen. He is going to fill his roster with depth. There's going to be quality players on the bench. And if he's got to go to the transfer portal, get a one-year rental, you know, like he has Jordan Bruner yeah. or, or whoever he needs to go. If he needs to go the Juco route, we've seen him go Juco route twice. He's going to do whatever he can to get guys that fit his system. And they're going to be competing for time, which we couldn't always, we didn't always say that. There's a, lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of years with Alabama basketball where we knew the starting five. We knew the six guys that were going to play. We knew the seven guys that were going to play, and that was it. Because we yep. knew there was nobody behind them challenging them. Yeah. And now we're going to be 13 deep of guys that, that you can probably rely on. Every bit of two, if not three years, too. But, yeah, so. exactly. And also, we'll see how the, they handle it, but there's going to be higher expectations. I know there mm-hmm. were expectations this year from us, from, from the Alabama fan base. A lot of us felt like, hey, this could be a good year. Like, this is, yeah. this is a, a, there's potential here. 
but there's going to be expectations nationally next year coming into next season. And uh, we'll see how they handle it. All of this is new. You know, all of this is new. How are they going to handle the SEC tournament after being, after winning the uh, regular season and people are gunning for them? How are they going to handle being a high seed going into the tournament? Uh, it's just that all of this is new. And I think we can need to go through the cycle once. You know, to yeah, really- I think the last thing, yeah, I think the last thing you want to have happen though is you don't want Alabama to make a, a final four run this year. And then, uh, you know, have some five-star recruits come next year and uh, then not make the SEC tournament. Um, not that I know of any other schools that have had that happen, <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, like, if I could think of anything that you don't want to do, that's probably it. Yeah. So, and hey. you don't want to have, like, a wide waistline <laughs> or anything. So, um, uh, would hate would hate to not play uh, in the SEC tournament. Would hate to be ineligible for that. Mm, couldn't imagine. Not my school. All right. Anything else to add? Mm. good let's go to the final mm-hmm. four man let's make a final let's, four run i'll see you there i mean look <laughs> oh there's nothing on this earth that can keep me out of that building if they if they're in the final four oh, buddy, i will, I I will sell my house one. yeah no like no we're getting in there <laughs> yeah absolutely all right well let's everybody all the listeners us uh, me and brad will meet you at the final four roll we'll, we'll roll you. section yeah <laughs> yeah we'll see you uh, in indianapolis all right this has been the roll bam roll podcast roll tide